Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and it's Wednesday, December 28th. By the way, news is in short supply after the holiday and before CES, so stay tuned for a very large rant at the end of today's episode. Let us proceed. You may have noticed that Tesla stock has been down as of late. At the time of writing, it's trading at around $112 per share. In 2020, Tesla became the most valuable automaker in the world. The company quickly blew past and eventually reached a valuation of over $1 trillion. But that was last year, and 2022 has been tough for Tesla and also in the financial markets. Statista did the math and realized that the loss in the market capitalization is worth almost the entire legacy auto industry put together. They wrote, quote, Shockingly, Tesla's drop in market capitalization, roughly $800 billion from its peak, is bigger than the combined valuation of pretty much any legacy car manufacturer you could think of. Now, at Electric, we know that there are a lot of factors at play, particularly the down market in general, but Tesla has suffered more than most. Many analysts, including those advising to buy Tesla stock right now, say that the stock was previously overvalued. Hyundai is officially the third largest automaker globally. Hyundai Motor Company, including Kia and Genesis, is establishing itself as a true competitor after surpassing General Motors, Nissan, and Stellantis in annual volume this year, according to Bloomberg. At Electrek, we like to think that one reason is that the company has leaned heavily into electric vehicle technology, looking forward to the future of travel. The new EV releases of the Ionic 5 and EV6 from Kia helped Hyundai achieve a record November sales month in the U.S. as it battles with Ford for the second place U.S. electric vehicle sales. Hyundai was also quick to invest in American manufacturing, responding to the Inflation Reduction Act. While some automakers were bellyaching, Hyundai jumped in. With almost all major auto markets, China, the U.S., and Europe, moving towards fully electric, Hyundai seemingly has the upper hand. Other automakers, like Toyota, would do well to take note. After a severe winter storm hit Ontario, leaving thousands without power, one Ford Lightning owner put his electric pickup truck to use, powering the home essentials for 44 hours. Raps fan LJ posted a picture of his EV on Reddit saying, quote, this baby saved us. Although it wasn't wired to the home panel, the owner did run two extension cords with a splitter for power for the refrigerator, freezers, Wi-Fi, select lights, and of course the valuable essential of the TV, running for nearly two full days. And the best part was that when the power was restored, the pickup truck still had 65% of its battery left. Hopefully events like this will become less newsworthy since power outages and severe weather bring a wave of hardships to communities large and small. A real Debbie Downer would point out that power outages have risen by around 78% in the past 10 years compared to the previous 10. Juice Americas launched its portable 2-in-1 EV charger, the J-Plus Booster 2. And Electrek is going to review it. The Booster 2's power input options cover all supply current variations, either 120 or 240 volt, and from 6 to 40 amps. The unit delivers a charging power ranging from 720 watts to 9.2 kilowatts. While the device is capable of charging at a variety of power, you would need to select the proper amperage for your home. In the case of our review, the device was capped to 24 amps. If you're an EV owner with a usable system of level 1 or 2 installed in your home, then this device wouldn't really be for you. If, on the other hand, you are a new EV owner and your car didn't come with a portable EV charger, and you haven't yet installed an EV wall charger and won't get special utility rates, 
then maybe the Booster 2 would be a good option for you. Okay, let's look at today's community comment. The first part is some community contributions to naming the Cybertruck SUV, which is just an idea that has no official backing, but we're just having some fun. The proposed names are the Cyber Y, the Cyber Bus, the CUV, which I think that one's actually taken, the Cyber Wagon, the Cyber SUV, classic, the Electrobat Camper, and my personal favorite, the Cyberspace. It's descriptive enough, funny enough, and certainly evokes feelings of space travel being consistent with the branding of Elon Musk. Also in the comments, it was noted that there is another video that came out recently spreading electric vehicle misinformation. I normally don't, but this time I bothered to watch it, and even more rare, I've decided to respond right here. I do agree with some of the first points in the video, chiefly that people should be able to buy whatever car that they want. My first issue with the video came with the claim that electric vehicles are worse for the environment. A long time ago, I manually did the math in college to conclude that electric cars were cleaner for the environment. I first started with just the production of the car and discovered that, indeed, for electric vehicles, batteries are expensive, dangerous, and harsh in terms of mining. Also, the production of electricity requires fossil fuels, and the battery disposal isn't exactly pleasing to environmentalists. This is the cradle-to-grave idea, that an EV over the course of its whole life is damaging for the environment. This indeed is true, but what is also true is that gas cars don't fare well in the same comparison. Many, if not all, of the recent comparisons that I've read omit the production of fossil fuels in the first place, taking for granted the fact that gasoline is waiting on any given freeway off-ramp, acting like it just magically appeared there. It doesn't. An unconscionably large industry exists to make that happen, from exploring, prospecting, mining, pumping, transporting, refining, more transporting, and much, much more. This also includes gaining the rights to take the oil in the first place. If someone wants to say that EVs shouldn't benefit from subsidies, should we also compare the subsidies that the U.S. paid to get access to the oil fields that are across the world? But math and research is very difficult, and many people don't trust opposing sources. But on another plane, the idea that EVs are worse for the environment than gas cars doesn't really hold much water for two other important reasons. Number one is that gas cars don't get energy from any other source. And number two is that EV batteries are approaching recyclability. EVs can recharge from the sun, from wind, from hydro, from geothermal, and it's possible but wildly impractical to recharge from a very lengthy stationary bike ride. Gas cars use gas and that's about it. In the video, they did note that Porsche is making a synthetic gasoline, which honestly is pretty exciting news. I would love to explore that further, but it will also be competing with EVs and also regular gas. I hope not, but we may never see a day when synthetic gas reaches a price and environmental parity with its competitors. But gas and synthetic gas are consumables. It was interesting that in the video, they noted that Redwood Materials is working on EV battery recycling. But I found it rather disingenuous when they use the fact that all 100% of the materials cannot be recycled, and therefore wrote off the idea entirely. According to the website, Redwood Materials says, quote, Redwood's technology can recover, on average, more than 95% of materials like nickel, cobalt, copper, aluminum, lithium, graphite, in a lithium-ion battery. These materials can then go directly back into the supply chain to make batteries for new electric vehicles and energy storage products. 
Now, with this in mind, do you think it's reasonable to dismiss the idea of battery recycling? If Redwood can get 95% today and is already making battery contracts to supply automakers with finished batteries, then there's going to be a lot of investment into this space. Even if we say that this company is being optimistic and they can only get half of that, or a quarter of that, wouldn't it still be economy-changing technology? How much can be recovered from the tailpipe of a gasoline car, on the other hand? I would summarize the video as the 99.5 won't do argument. Since EVs aren't made from thin air and require the use of materials, oils, fossil fuels for production and energy consumption, they should be treated with hesitation and derision. But I don't agree. I believe that EVs are fun, cheap, beautiful in their simplicity, and offer a wild array of options, features, and technological advances that gas cars would not have pursued. EVs are so wildly powerful in racing that the sport has pretty much transformed. Enthusiasts have so much more space to work with now. The environment actually isn't my main attraction to EVs. However, having added it up myself without the malaise of political manipulation that exists today, I stand confident that EVs are an environmental improvement today and an even better one in years to come. Thank you for sitting through this rant. I hope it hasn't detracted from your peace of mind, and I certainly hope that it hasn't nourished any tribal sense of righteous indignation. The people who don't agree with me, or you, are people and should be treated with respect and compassion. We can respectfully counter their ideas and consensually argue until we are blue in the face, but we do our cause no favor if we devolve into name-calling or shouting matches. Thanks for watching Quick Charge by Electrek. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.